This is an ultimate global podcast. Hello, and welcome to our special weekly podcast on trending international and social affairs. You're listening to Saurabh Kora and George Mavros from Sydney. So welcome to another exciting episode of the Ultimate Global Podcast. Um, and this is a very special series of episodes that we are doing on jobs and workplaces. Uh, the topic of this podcast is leading remote teams effectively. And we've got a very interesting speaker joining us from Germany today. His name is Tim Hoffman. He's the country manager of DSCH region at Fox Software. And, uh, you know, being a country manager, I'm sure that during tough times of COVID-19, you must have managed remote teams. Uh, you have led remote teams. Um, so maybe we can start off with your introduction, Tim, and then we can move on to the topic. So, you know, introduce yourself, tell a bit about what you are doing at the moment. Yeah. Hey, everybody. My name is Tim. Um, as you said, I am from Germany. I am based near Frankfurt for those who sort of know your ways around Germany. Um, I've been working in sales for, I think, almost 10 years now and uh, been leading teams uh, for roughly five years overall. Uh, currently, I am a country manager um, at a software company that is based out of the US. And um, yeah, I lead there a team for almost not two years. Um, and everybody in my team is basically working remotely. So all across Germany, we do have a head office uh, that is in Berlin, so out of our capital. Uh, but my team and also the entire Europe team that we have, we are all remote workers, so to speak. So for us, it's um, yeah, always a challenge to to get together and uh, and for me uh, personally as a country manager, of course, to make sure that uh, the team is happy, the team is performing well, and um, yeah, that's what I'm doing. But what have been your experiences uh, when it comes to leading teams remotely? So, you know, what has been the biggest learning for you uh, when you have started leading teams mm. uh, in different countries? Have you learned some lessons out of it? Yeah, so it's uh, it's definitely uh, it's definitely a challenge. I think for uh, many people before the pandemic, um, or let's say when the pandemic hit, I think it was a challenge because for most companies, people started to work remote for the first time. Um, for me, it was not such a huge challenge because I have been remote, uh, uh, working remotely for five to six years already before that. Um, but uh, of course, then if you have a team back then, I was an individual contributor in the sales team. But then when you lead a team, of course, it's a challenge since you do not, let's say, sit next to people in an office where you see them on a day to day basis. Um, and you can also exchange information rather quickly, you know, just go next door or just turn your head basically and talk to them. Um, so this is definitely, definitely a, a challenge because also, you know, when you work remotely also for yourself, you know, there's. I mean, you need to hold yourself accountable. You need to, uh, you know, get up in the morning, of course, as everybody does, but, you know, go to go to work as, as you would normally do, right? Because there's actually nobody seeing what you're actually doing. So you have to hold yourself accountable when it comes to that. And when it comes to having a team, of course, you know, you're sort of like, I'm not, let's say, micromanaging my team, but, you know, there's a certain sense of monitoring a team and knowing what they do. I mean, in sales, it's a little bit sp specific anyway, because you, of course, work with the CRM. Uh, and in that CRM, everybody 
everybody, of course, you know, puts the information in there about the customers and you can see what the team is doing and things like that. Um, but the main challenge is, of course, keeping everybody engaged, keeping everybody sort of fired up and, and motivated. And what you do then is, of course, you work with one main tool, whether it might be Zoom or whether it might be Microsoft Teams. Um, and have a constant chat with your team going on, have regular meetings um, to sort of like give them the sense of, you know, belonging. That's very important. But what I try to do always is, despite of that, at least meet up, let's say, every quarter or so physically, just meet at a place, come together with the team, you know, uh, have a couple of days together, have some fun activities, um, be in the hotel, go out to eat and these things. Because even though you work remotely, I think this meeting each other face to face is very crucial even nowadays you know um in order to uh, yeah, build those relationships with people because the digital world cannot really substitute that or replace that in any way i'd say and the same was also done when you work with customers so the physical uh, contact so to speak is, is still very important even when you lead teams remotely yep i was just about to come to this question which you answered kind of partially was um you said that you have been uh, pretty effective in leading remote teams. What are some of the tools? You mentioned about Zoom and Teams, but have you been using some other tools to kind of make sure that uh, what, are, what objectives you have set for the teams, they are actually following those objectives or how are you tracking that? Yeah, so um, since I work in sales, of course, we have a CRM system uh, that we use. So every data is basically in there. Um, targets are in there. Um, so our main uh, communication channel, besides, of course, the chat is, my, is Outlook. So, of course, uh, email communication. But as I said, also the CRM tool um, where all the data is in there, where I can see what my team is basically doing. Um, and we really, really frequently uh, use Microsoft Teams. I personally use, for example, also Trello um, as an organizing or planning tool. Um, but to be honest, I'd like to keep it uh, rather lean, uh, not too many tools, to be honest, because then you get overwhelmed with so much stuff. Um, so that's basically what we're doing, trying to keep it uh, rather rather lean. And I think Teams, for example, works uh, relatively well for us. And I also established a so-called so digital open door policy, uh, where my team, for example, knows they can always get in touch with me. They can always message me. Um, and if it doesn't work for me at a particular time, then I tell them, it's like, you know, can we just speak in an hour or so, or half an hour? Right now is not a good time. I'm busy with something else. Um, I think the main challenge there is that you really need to sell, set yourself also blockers. Yeah? Then you really focus on a specific task um, that you put a blocker in there. So, you know, nobody can, let's say, disturb you at that particular time or so. Um, that's really important. Um, so that's basically the main tools that that, uh, that that we are using. So we try to keep it lean, not, not uh, to bombard the team with too many tools. Uh, and I think that have, that has worked well for us in the past. So. Other than that, Tim, I think these are really important things that you've just shared with regards to what tools you are using um, mm -hmm. and what kind of things you are doing in your organization. But are there any practices as well which kind of managers can follow? Uh, maybe mm. at your level or maybe a level below you to mm. kind of make sure that uh, uh, they are their teams are actually achieving the objectives yeah. that they have set for a particular quarter or year. So yeah. are there any practices that a manager can follow on a daily basis? Yeah, so I think, first of all, what it boils down to, and it sounds very trivial, but it's clear and open communication. Um, so your team really needs to be aware what they need to be doing. They need to be aware of what, what their job is. And uh, um, in order to, let's say, uh, follow up with the team, it's, it's important that you set, let's say, particular meetings, like Azure Fix, as we call them, you know, like a specific 
um, set uh, time and date during the week, every two weeks, some, some stuff like that. So some meetings where you teak, uh, speak, of course, to the team in general, but then I also have slots uh, where I talk to uh, the people individually, you know, um, but sometimes not so much, let's say, about, um, let's say, targets and achievements, but also about, like, so how are you doing? You know, how are you feeling? Um, things going well? Is there anything I can do to, to support you, to empower you? Um, because this, that's actually, that's the way I see my job. You know, I'm not... Uh, I'm not saying, okay, this is what you have to do and stuff like that. So I'm more there. How can I make you more successful? How can I make sure that you are more engaged and happy within um, and that company? So I also actively reach out uh, to my team and, and talk to them about what's going on, you know, take notes and things like that. And little things, you know, knowing when, you're, when it's your team's birthday or I don't know, somebody becomes a dad or something, you know, uh, and just congratulating on them, but also celebrating success together. You know, if somebody, you know, closed a great client and have, has been working with that client forever and finally, you know, they made a great deal, you know, celebrate the, those people uh, and just, you know, cherish what, what they've done there and things like that, you know, keeping people engaged, but also show the appreciation when the appreciation is definitely due, you know. Um, so that's uh, so really that that open and honest discussion and then communication also when maybe things are also not going maybe so well, you know, when there's issues, when there's challenges that we need to overcome, that's so important that we talk to one another because I'm always learning as well. You know, I'm not doing everything right all the time. So if I maybe messed up something or people felt like they weren't being treated fairly or something, you know, just talk to me um, and we can work something out. You know, of course, at the end of the day, it's something that's my decision to make. And I make that decision for the business. And of course, maybe it's not, not, not always fair all the time, you know, but at least I can explain that decision. And it's not something maybe that popped out of my head. It's something, you know, I put a lot of thought into it. I spoke to my superior. I spoke to other departments. And then we come to a conclusion. So that communication is extremely important on a regular basis. And also the team knows that they can hold me accountable. And as well as I'm holding them accountable as well. So they know what I uh, what they can get from me and I also expect them something in return you know and in that sense and this is something you need to be very clear right from the get-go right you need to really set those expectations for your team but it already starts with the hiring process to be honest once you hire people once you really get into that setting really tell them what is the expectation of the job also I really tell them the way I work how I would like that person to work necessarily speaking. Um, and if you feel, well, that doesn't really fit my value concept or the way I'm working, okay, that's perfectly fine. Well, then you're just not part of my team, but it's perfect and you work somewhere else and that's perfectly okay too. So I'm very open and honest about that discussion so that there are no surprises, let's say, when people are being onboarded in the company. Um, and I think this is, this is truly important. Have no hidden agenda. Be honest and frank uh, with with those with those people because those people are your most valuable asset. You know, if they perform well, and that's your job, keeping them happy, keeping them engaged. That's what I'm trying to do. Sometimes it works very well. Sometimes maybe it doesn't. And uh, that's always an onward journey. You always learn. And um, yeah, um, I totally agree with you that you know you should always make your employees feel engaged. You should make them feel encouraged by. Mm -hmm. Uh, whatever things they are doing and celebrate those small achievements. I'm, yeah. I'm always encouraging that um, you should always celebrate the smaller achievements more than the larger achievements because those small achievements on a daily basis kind of lead to the largest success that you might yeah. have in a month or a big deal that you might crack in a month because you have been working on that deal maybe for three, four, five months. Um, and I'm totally for that. Now, I also want to understand from you some of the challenges, because I'm sure that 
there are a lot of challenges as well when you are leading those remote teams. So what kind of challenges have you faced recently, Tim? And how did you resolve those challenges? Um, so as I said, I think if, if uh, so one major challenge is that, uh, let's say somebody is uh, not happy with something, you know, they, they, they face a certain problem or you made a decision and they're not, not extremely happy with it. Um, you sort of like need to rely on that person that they sort of like get it together, you know, and still, uh, you know, perform well um, because you do not have that um, physical, uh, you don't see that person physically and stuff like that. So uh, you sort of need to rely uh, on that person and you really need to establish a huge amount of trust. I think this is, this is really important to have. Uh, and this is something, of course, I question that myself. Do I trust this person? Um, if I don't trust this person, and this is maybe also something that I, that I faced in the past where you like really have difficulties, do I really trust this person to do their job? You know, and if this doesn't happen, you need to have an honest conversation about this as well and be like, hey, you know, um, let's talk about something. I feel like the last, let's say, month or so you ran really on your A game. Let's talk about this. What happened? You know, uh, and this is a challenge. These are things I think you notice as a manager. Once you have this, let's say, empathy for your people, you know, when things aren't right or when things are up and then you need to address those. Right. And I'm always of the opinion that um, you cannot, let's say, even if you have private issues, I'm not saying that I'm talking with my team, let's say, about private things they don't want to share. But I think I notice when, let's say, my team members have some issues, you know, at home or something, you know, uh, and I always tell them, you know, you can. If I can help in any way, just let me know. You don't have to share, let's say, details, but, you know, let's talk and let's work things out. And these are these are things that, that I sense. And if these things happen, I'd like to address them. And sometimes, you know, what I also did when I know somebody is, let's say, maybe they lost a deal. That also happens. You know, they worked hard on a deal. They didn't win it now, but they lost it, you know. And then they're really, oh, shoot, man, I've done so many things. I've worked my butt off and things like that. And it didn't happen. And it's like, say, Thursday. And I'm like, you know what? Take the weekend. Take tomorrow off. You don't have to do. Uh, you don't have to sign off for the. For, just take the three days off. Clear your head. You know, get out. Uh, do whatever. Just do something really cool, fun. Um, so I know that you can be can come back on Monday recharged, full of energy again, and stuff like that. So really giving people also the the space and things when I know that they're becoming very level-headed, you know, and they are full with lots of things. Because let's face it, in sales, you're uh, faced with pressure. Uh, with performance and things like that. Um, and it's a lot of stress that you need to handle, but it's also important that you let that stress sometimes go and that you find your balance in, in your personal life, you know? And if I feel that my team doesn't have that at the moment, I try to give it to them and I talk to them and I give that. And these are, of course, challenges that you deal with on a daily basis. You know, how do you handle that stress? How do you handle that performance pressure, so to speak, that you have, that you also set on yourself, you know, hitting those targets, maybe not hitting those targets and has the effect, of course, of the, uh, on the money you earn and these kind of things. So this is always a constant process that you deal with, let's say, on a monthly basis, definitely. Um, and always something that you need to talk to your team about um, when, for example, maybe we didn't hit a target or so, you know, how do we deal with that? How do we motivate ourselves? How do we pick ourselves up to go after the next month or the next quarter and these kind of things? And that's always like a constant battle so to speak or constant challenge that uh, that comes with the job and that you need to be facing so of course and i think uh, that's a fantastic thing that you just said that giving them the free space uh, when the things are not uh, going well and i think those are the times when everything is going well when mm -hmm. your team members have met the target that those are the easy times to handle uh, the difficult time is when a team member might not have met their target and uh, they're a bit stressed out. And 
uh, or maybe they are they have started self doubting them they, their own selves that whether we are capable enough for this job sometimes this might also happen so you know that's the time when you start motivating them and boosting them up that uh, you know that's fine you have lost a deal um, deals will come deals will go keep yourself up and running so i think that's very interesting that you shared that because taking care of the mental health and physical health is pretty important because yeah. if you are mentally there physically uh fine only then you can deliver the results yeah people always talk about this but sometimes people don't act on it so that's why it's so important that you really act on it and as a let's say superior or whatever if you really see that you know maybe sometimes you also need, need to push people in that direction be like no you take that day off now i think it's perfectly fine you know because sometimes you know oh, no i cannot do this you know i have all these uh, the appointments and stuff to make no it doesn't make sense now please you know i speak from experience um i, I know i've been there done that you know i've got the t-shirt uh Just follow my advice there and that, of course, it will help you at the end of the day. You know, we're after at the end of the day, we're all human. We all, you know, need those times. We also make mistakes. We all learn. Um, that's just part part of the deal. And I think if you know this um, and act on it, I think that that, that that's, that's always good. You know, take those days and it's just know and understand that this is part of the game, so to speak, you know, um, and are in it for the long run. I always encourage my team to see the long run. You know, maybe you have a bad month today. Yeah, okay. But what happens in three, four months? Maybe then you have a great month, you know, if you overachieve your target or whatever. You know, let's look at the end of the year and see how we've done. And then we can still always recap uh, and see, okay, what have we, what could we have done better? You know, what could, where can we work on? And these kind of things. Um, you know, see it more from an empowerment and trust and inspire kind of perspective and not take too much focus on command and control. Yeah, you know, you, you are bad because you didn't do this and stuff like that. Because I always, as a leader or as, let's say a team manager, you always need to, let's say, what could I have done better? You know, how could I have maybe empowered my team more? So I always start with you and go with that because most of the time your team is a reflection of you. Right. So and that's um, and that's the thing. And that's something also for me. It's, and it's always a challenge. You know, it's not also always easy. Let's say also keeping your team engaged and team pumped, because sometimes also for yourself, you don't you know, you know, you don't get up every day. Be like, yeah, you know, I'm going to take over the world. Sometimes you're like, I don't want to talk to everybody. You know, the, you know, things aren't going well, blah, blah, blah. But these things happen. Um, and also you yourself, since you lead sometimes by example, need to find a way of how you can keep it professional. Um, And also for yourself, then know, okay, well, I know today is probably maybe not going to be a good day. I feel it kind of go for a walk, you know, take a half an hour or something, uh, go work out, hit the gym, whatever you do, you know, um, and then you can come back and be, be recharged. But it's so important that you take those moments um, and not work through them because it doesn't really help you in the long run. I think there should always be... Uh... There should always be an up and down, up and down, yeah. which goes like a cycle. You know, life is not a straight line, as we say. It, yeah. it needs to have some ups and downs so that you, you might feel a little stressed out, but you need to have your times when you can relax a bit, come back, boost yourself and recharge yourself, as you just said. Um, one of the other things that we definitely want to ask you is uh, regarding the uh, this thing that Remote work is now getting more popular. People are now pushing hard towards having maybe two days from office, um, mm -hmm. three days at home, or maybe, you know, complete hybrid work. Where do you see this concept of remote work heading to? Is it going to be there in the future? I think so. I would like, like to know about more uh, from you on the basis of, uh, you know, how you are dealing with uh, things in Germany. Yeah, 100%. I think... Um... 
I think it's definitely this trend is not go, going away. Uh, I mean, the pandemic has shown clearly that for several companies it works. Of course, it depends on the vertical or the branch you work in, right? I mean, for some, it doesn't doesn't make sense, you know. I mean, as a doctor, for example, you need to have your practice and your office. You don't have patients coming there, um, for example. Um, but but in the, say, the IT world, uh, for me, I never really understood that concept anyway. Why do, why do I have to have to be in the office, you know, um, since I'm mostly communicating or I'm actually with customers, you know, travel to customers and stuff like that. Why do I have to come to the office? Didn't really make sense to me back then anyway. Um, so for me, it always worked. But again, you have to have also that mentality and that mindset that it works for you. I think some people, they really, let's say, need that immediate belonging with their peers and they need to have uh, that sphere in the office, you know, that vibe and stuff like that. And it's perfectly fine. And uh, I, I miss that sometimes as well, you know, but then when I know, okay, well, it's time for me, let's say, to go back to the office again or to meet with my team, then I will do it, you know, the set up meetings, or as I said, we will have that quarterly get together, those gatherings and do that uh, because this is, this is definitely important. But back to your question, uh, I totally see the market heading in that direction. I think, um, especially Germany, I would say the Dach region was, let's say, relatively, quote unquote, conservative when it came to that. So most companies, let's say three, four years ago, had really issues with that, with home, uh, with remote working, working from home. Um, but why? I think also, again, a trust issue, right? Because people felt, especially managers felt, well, then I cannot really monitor my team. I don't have any control of my team. What, what happens if they don't work? Stuff like that. Well, guess what? Then probably you didn't hire the right people or you didn't make it clear to them what's actually their job. You know, um, I always then say, if I have to fall in that that mindset, then I did it. It's a piss poor job of hiring the the, the wrong people, right? Because this is important. Um, I would say that hybrid models are definitely gonna gonna be more. I think I think a good balance is, is all right, um, especially when you start a job. I think it's important that you really have a team, you have an office, uh, work with your colleagues at least at the, at the beginning, and then maybe see where things lead to. But as you said, having to work in an office for maybe two times a, day, a week or so, and the other three times working from home, uh, I think it's a very good model. But at least companies should give that flexibility to future hires. I think uh, you can also see that, I think if you look at recent studies and stuff like that, especially let's say our generation, we are tend to or tend to uh, look more towards that flexibility instead of let's earning too, so much money. You know, I think people really have that exchange of, okay, now I'd rather be flexible, I'd rather have that freedom, and then I earn less money, that's perfectly fine for me. I think that mindset is especially newer generation, which brings that mindset to the market and companies have to adapt to it, especially if they want to attract talent uh, because the good talent, um, they want that flexibility. And they also have that entrepreneurial mindset. They know how to organize themselves um, and they still know how to work hard and perform. Right. And that's especially in sales. That's the thing, you know, you're based on you, you measure by results, not, not by how much time you spend at the office. Right. If you work hundred hours a week or 10 hours a week, as long as you deliver your results and bring in, let's say the revenue, we are all going to be a happy family, so to speak, you know. Um, so, but again, so hybrid models, I think, will definitely be the future. Um, and companies are adapting more to, uh, more and more than that, I think. And those companies who strictly say, no, you have to be in the office and stuff like that, I think they truly need to change their mindset a little bit um, because um, it will be more demanded by the future hires, definitely. Absolutely. And I think these are some of the benefits as well of remote work when we talk about flexibility when we talk about, you know, focused on delivery of results rather than working on a specific number of hours. And I think a lot of companies these days are kind of focusing on this thing that if you have delivered your weekly results, what you needed to achieve, we are happy with that. 
um, and we are not going to micromanage every little task that you are doing throughout the day, which is, you know, kind of the things that employees are also appreciating because they don't want anyone to micromanage them every single half an hour and say that, hello, what are you doing now? You know, stuff like that, isn't it? So flexibility, I guess, is more important these days. Yeah. Especially, yeah, especially amongst the millennials and the Gen Z yeah. who are the newest generations. Exactly. So it's definitely a generation thing. Yeah, 100%. So maybe for, and I see that also in our company, let's say the more mature generation, they they more tend to uh, go to the office and things like that. But also from leadership perspective, you know, if you have more, let's say the mature leadership, they of course would like you to be in the office. Um, but from my experience, uh, it, it's not the future. And as I said, especially in sales and especially in IT sales, uh, it doesn't make too much sense because for me, it doesn't really, it doesn't matter where I am. As long as I have a stable Wi-Fi connection like we have with you uh, right now, you know, and talk to each other, let's say voice over IP works perfectly fine. So, Yeah, but I think one of the things that you pointed out as well, that uh, maybe when you are new to a company and you don't know about the product, you don't know much about the market, um, that can be a good time for you to... Uh, you know, spend more time with your managers face to face because yeah. you can learn a lot initially just for like the first three, six months when you are yeah. you're, you're in your probation. Um, I definitely I agree. That whenever you're new to a company, if you can spend more time face to face, that kind of increases your learning, isn't it? Yeah, I fully agree with that. So I think especially during the onboarding process, I think that makes perfect sense. And especially if you're new to, let's say, also, uh, yeah, a certain job area or something. So I think that definitely makes sense for, as you just said, first couple of months um, to be there, to get the product knowledge going, to meet the team uh, and things like that, learn on the processes uh, 100% and then see what it what it leads from there. So yeah, fully agree. Perfect. Thank you so much, Tim. I really appreciate you spending this time with us. Um, and I hope that, you know, our audience can definitely learn something new with regards to remote working and uh, how uh, people can manage remote teams, because I'm sure a lot of uh, uh, a lot of us uh, kind of know how remote work is now getting more and more popular and how important it is for us to keep the employees engaged. Uh, anything, any final comments from your side on today's podcast or the topic that we discussed before we end today's episode officially. Well, thank you very much, sir, for having me. Uh, it was a big pleasure uh, talking to you and it's a very interesting topic. Um, so thank you very much for giving me the opportunity to, to talk to me. Yeah, if you um, want to reach out or have more questions, you know, you can always talk to me on LinkedIn, find me there, you know, just shoot me a message and we can have a quick chat about this. Um, feel free to do so. Other than that, thank you once again and um, see you soon. Absolutely. And we've got our third largest audience uh, on our podcast from Germany. Um, so anyone from Germany or around the world wanting to connect with Tim, just go to his LinkedIn profile. I'll be tagging him on the LinkedIn, uh, get connected with him. And, you know, connect, getting connected with someone might kind of lead you to some of the other things. I always believe in networking and building relationships might fetch you a new job, might get you a new sale or might just be a useful connection. But stay connected and thank you so much again for watching this episode. This is an ultimate global podcast. Hello and welcome to our special weekly podcast on trending international and social affairs. You're listening to Saurabh Kora and George Mavros from Sydney.